97, when we do, we bring in Bill Parcells. This is the coaching staff he brings in. Offensive coordinator Charlie Weiss ended mm-hmm. up being a head coach. Belichick's the defensive coordinator. Mo Carthon, who was a head coach, the running back coach. D line coach is Romeo Cornell, head, oh, wow. head coach. Linebacker coach is Al Groh, who coaches. Offensive assistant was Todd Haley, head coach <laughs> of the teams. Defense assistant got coffee for Belichick, Eric Mangini. <laughs> your man Lavernius Coles and his main man Wayne Kribbit. How you doing my friend? All right. How you doing bud? Oh good man. Good. Got an opportunity to watch them yesterday play. Uh, nice one o'clock game. Nice and misty. Rainy. Yeah. Um, same <laughs> thing. Different day type vibes I'm feeling but we're not going to beat that horse today. We're going to come up with some other stuff to talk about. Uh, I do want to give out a couple good things. That kid uh, Gibson, yeah, he's he's making plays. He he's gonna be around for a while if they if they know what's best for him. They need to keep him. He's he's making tough catches. Um, he's solid in the return game. Very happy for him. Great to see it. Don't matter who's giving him the ball, he's making plays. So, right. kudos, young man. Proud of you. Keep balling. <sighs> what are you thinking, my friend? Like I said, uh, we'll get into um, that. It was Legends Weekend. I uh, wish you would have been there. Um, but the quick um, comment on Gibson. Yeah, um, you know, we're hanging out with the boys, drinking, doing whatever, sharing stories, <laughs> solo stories, how good we thought we used to be. And uh, it seemed like every time, you know, you hear cheer, you'd go up and look at the um, instant replay or whatever. And it was Gibson and yeah. Garrett most of the time. So whenever there was a cheer, you look up and it's him. Yeah, but Legends Weekend was great. You know, we're out there in the rain. Um, guys from our era. Uh, you remember Ray Mickens, right? Sticky Mickey. Oh, oh, yeah, I said that. Um, he came over. I hadn't seen him in a while. And um, he just kind of brought up in front of, you know, the wise and stuff. And he said about how me and him used to go out and practice. I was like, yeah, Sticky Mickey. And the wise <laughs> were laughing. Like, Why is that? I was like, because he didn't grab onto you and just hold you. And, and they, you know, get penalties in the game. But he said it would be funny because... The offensive defense would be fighting, uh, and they'd yell at us for not fighting too. So we just grab each other and like make believe we're fighting and throwing punches. And I was like, that's, a, that's those good old days. So I yeah. wish you would have been there, man. But uh, it was a good time. So that kind of softened the blow, you know, of the result of the game. But uh, I can't say it's not what we expected. We hope for different. But um, you know, what did you think about the comments after the game? Um, you know, it seemed like more of the same, but it seemed more like defense is kind of getting, they're being fed up, but more more kind of acknowledging it in the press now. I get it. You got to understand. They played musical chairs at quarterback yesterday. You had two quarterbacks go in and you got the same results that yeah. you had from the previous. And some of it's on the quarterback. Some of it's on the guys in front of them. Yeah. I watch guys do drops and come back. Nobody's open. Um, I do drops and then somebody's in his lap. He don't have time to throw the ball. Then you have him just missing wide open guys and he throwing it to the covered guy. So you had quite a bit going on yesterday with that offense. And then we have to think about how do we make the next step to get this team better and where it does. And it, it brings me back to where we were when I bought up the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre thing. You got to remember, 
They They're all over you about that, man. I love it though. I love it. I know. That, I that means and people I'll are listening. Yeah, but I mean, they were, I, was like, well, I don't get it. You know from experience, the coach. It's a culture change when you bring yeah. in somebody new. It's a different locker room. You're, you bring in a new quarterback. It's a different locker room. It just happens that way. We had Chad Pennington. You can ask Eric Mangini today if he had to make that decision again to go get Brett Favre or keep uh, Chad Pennington. He would tell you he would keep Chad Pennington. He said that to me personally. He said, I made a mistake. Okay, well, you, you don't get to do do-overs. You get to say you made a mistake, but you don't get do-overs. Right. The Jets have made a mistake. Yeah. The question I would ask people is, do you like this receiving core that you have this year? Or do you like the receiving core better that you had last year? You have some young guys emerging that are playing well and starting to show you that they're going to be helpful. But yeah. from the beginning, if you knew where you're going to be now, would you take the receiving core or with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis and, and right. uh, Wilson yeah. last year versus Lazard and Cobb and Wilson? Which crew would you pick? And I'm, I'm just, that's a serious question. Which crew would you pick? Yeah, then you have that. to ask yourself, who's responsible for him being here? Yeah. You think we would have signed Lazard without somebody asking for him and gave him $44 million? Yeah, he asked all for him. Of, all of these are valid questions, which is why I say there was a culture change and a move in that locker room which caused the destruction that you have right now. Do you think the offense was better last year? That's, that's a legitimate question. Did they move the ball well last year? They just couldn't put it in the end zone. Statistically, now, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. You, can't, you can't move the ball. And then I go back to what I was saying. We had Brett Favre at quarterback, ended up 9-3. and three. Coach a change in the locker room. Guys, something didn't go right. Everything just unraveled. Rex Ryan came in the next year and drafted a guy by the name of Mark Sanchez, a rookie quarterback. How did they do? They did well for a few years with an unproven quarterback. It happens when you build from the front to the back. You had a tremendous offensive line with Nick Mango, the Brickishaw Ferguson, and uh, Court Woody uh, was up there. So you had a veteran group of guys that could block me. I ain't going to leave you out. Guys that could block and protect the quarterback, and, and they put in a simple game plan that fits his skill set to help him be productive. They had a dominant defense just like we have now. You had two amazing cornerbacks. You had Crow Marty and Revis on the other side, so you couldn't pick a side to go to, and you couldn't run against them. So my point is, this guy came in and changed the dynamic that they had. I ain't going to say his name no more because they were mad at me. He changed the dynamics that was in that locker room last year. What happened? Eric Mangini got fired. Rex Ryan came in with the same roster. Added just a few pieces. He went out and got his main man, Bart Scott, to come in and lead that defense. And he picked Mark Sanchez. That was it. Yeah. And and, and they ended up in the AFC Championship. Again, the, somebody came in and made decisions to shake up that locker room to be where it is now. Yeah. They were sorry. The offense was sorry last year. Wasn't, you wasn't hearing no rumblings in the locker room on the defensive side of the ball. Dynamics all messed up, man. It's like, Thank you. It's too much focus on one thing, too much revolves on one thing. No matter what happens in the game, win, loss, offense, defense, special teams, it all comes back to Aaron. You know, uh, this happened good. Oh, Aaron's doing good on recovery. This happened bad. Oh, Aaron might come back. This, uh, you know, he's doing this retreat. Um, and this is 
just to tell you how bad it is, like you see the dynamic in the locker room. So right before we came on, I write on social media, they want to go back to Zach, but he's reluctant <clears throat> to start. And I'm like thinking to myself, you did double down, triple down, four starters they had this year, never happened. Four quarterbacks last year with Stribler, you know, but it's kind of like when you, you know, there's a girl that wants to go to the prom with you and you're like nine, you look for something better and you ask yeah. two girls and they're like, they say no to you. Now you want to go back to the first girl. How do you think she's going to feel? Like, oh, you don't want me then, but now you want me now? You think he wants to go in there and get booed? No. Nope. Anything he does, he's going to get booed. I mean, it's, you can't do that to the kid. They booed the backups yesterday. Yeah. So you do it. I mean, he, why would he subject himself to going back in there? Don't. You're already don't, dealing man. with the Aaron Rodgers saga. I think I saw a quote from what Sam Acho or something like that yesterday where he talks about uh, Aaron as a, a, an attention seeker or something like that. You think that goes well in the locker room with guys when somebody's making it all about them and uh, headlines and stuff is happening? You think guys are happy about that? I'm just curious to know because I know if I was in that locker room, I'd be like, dude, sit down, chill out. We got enough going on. Listen, enough going on. Listen, I mean, you go out there, defense could pitch a shutout or get a safety. You know, they got more safeties in the first quarter than touchdowns this year. Isn't that, something, isn't, that a, isn't that an amazing stat? That's not possible. You, dude, in, in third down, you, dude, you could mess around and compute, you know, more than 22. Uh, Here's the thing, like I said, it's all about that. And I was excited for Aaron to come, but it's like defense could go out there and do this and that. You know, offense have that had like great defense that have crazy days and they'd be like, Oh, that's great, you know, it'll really help when Aaron gets back. Uh defense says this, you know what, Aaron really helped that Aaron. It's like, man, give credit where credit is due. Acknowledge where the mistake was made. Don't keep double down, triple down. The guy's not gonna play this year. Forget it. Play it out, play hard, and, and you got to look to next year. And the question I would ask anybody that asked me, because I heard the commentators talk about it yesterday. They said, well, Aaron liked to spread people out and uh, open offense. Do you think, and it's a question I have for you fans that are angry at me, do you think, think about this before you reply. I want to see it in the messages. Do you think Aaron Rodgers would have been successful this year in this offense? Period, point blank. With the line that we have, do you think that and this is really going to hit a lot of nerves with people that think they know football? Do you think Aaron would have been okay in this offense with this line this year? And do you think him coming back behind the same offensive line, he will be better or make this offense better next year? That's food for thought. And I really want people to really digest that and think about it. And if you know football, I read in your comments and I will reply to you and let you know whether you do know football or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't realize not saying this is it this happens, but they're like, oh man, they came in and they killed them. The line gave it up, you know, the jailbreak. People don't realize that was his fault that he was in that position. It was a three step drop, guy was open, fired out there. It's the first drive of the year, make some plays, make a first down. He didn't throw it. Got caught in an awkward situation. Now, I'm trying to explain, like, three-step drop, five-step, all right, three-step drop. Linebacker, like, all right, he's taking three steps. It's gone. The so they're trying to not only just hold him for a second, they're making sure that the linemen don't put their hands up to block a short pass to get him in the chest. So the fact that they came by him, it wasn't prepared for that. Bullshit should have been out. So you can't blame the linemen for that. But, yeah, it's just uh, no one would have done better.
No one would have done better with what they have. What, what, do you remember on Hard Knocks doing camp, coach talking to the offensive line in preseason? Do you remember that that episode? When nah. they called out the line? Well, I want, I, want, I want our producers to pull that up next time we're on here or, or put that in the clips to show Robert Sala going off on our offensive line, asking them what type of who they were going to be and what their identity was because it was jailbreaks in training camp when they was practicing against the Atlanta Falcons and yeah. Aaron was running for his life then. Wait, did they stop practice? They didn't do the next day? Was that the one? Yeah, it's a lot of why well, I say they'll pull it up. It's, 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 it, it, they knew they had issues then. Yeah. Never addressed them. That's the point I'm making. So when people say I'm being mean or just talking off the cuffs, I can read between the lines. If you got to call out your old line in a practice, yeah. in a practice, like Allen Allen say, we're talking about practice? <laughs> you can't protect this man in practice. What do you think is going to happen during the game? Right, right, right. The energy level is lifted. These yeah. guys are coming yeah. in a game. So I, 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 don't, I don't get all the flack I got about what I said. Like I said, I'll defend it. And anything I say, I always back it up and give you knowledge that I have on the game of football behind it. But I'm not going to harp on that. So what do you think Zach is going to do? Do you think Zach is going to come back and play? Or should Zach just sit, sit and watch the game with us? You know what? <laughs> Listen, you know, I've gone back and forth on Zach, you know, whether he's played his last down here or he's a pro quarterback. And anything he's done here, but, like, all I have in my mind is a little, little rage for him. I mean, like... They keep doing this to this kid. Maybe maybe he can go somewhere and uh you know play somewhere and, or in a spot. I mean he's you know he's got talent, but like you can't do this kid's young man. You, you're burying this kid. You're taking all his confidence away. I you know I, I feel bad for him, but like just the, just the decisions they make. Um you know I don't know what you think about coaches and this and that and the dynamic and you know who's motivating and who's making decisions. But even like the games. Going on, we got to talk about bad penalties on good plays, but I was holding or you know, illegal. I think we had five flags in eight plays. We had like t- 10 flags midway through the third. It's like, um, there was that late hit out of bounds on Brees, obviously, and he got killed. Our line or on our sideline, usually you kind of like go crazy to get the call, but it was it was legit. He got killed. And, um, you know, they're talking about it, and, and Sal was like this, and he's, you know, and, you know, t- I'm like, I said to uh, Vinny, uh, Testarotti was there with Fabini, I'm like, dude, Parcells, Herm, they be screaming at these refs, make sure they get, th- I mean, screaming, like, you got to protect my guy, you got to call that, this is this, this has been happening all day, I mean, just, and he's just kind of like listening, kind of saying, I'm like, dude, fight for your team, man. I like the guy. I like the guy a lot, but it was just seeing that right on the camera, they had it on his face. I was just like, wow, man, just, it's, just fight, it's, man. Did you see Did you see the look of relief on Zach's face after the game when he went up and shook the other quarterback's hand? Like, now you see what I've been dealing with. That little kid looked like, yeah. I'm glad I ain't have to deal with that today because yeah. he, he just looked like, man, he woke up this morning. He was like, People get an opportunity to see and feel what I've been dealing with and what I've been going through. This kid is being put through the ringer. I hope that he can resurrect this career somewhere else because yeah. they are really dogging him out. And like Coach Salah said from the beginning, he was right. He is your best option. I said he's your best option. Right. Now you have to go back to him after benching him last game? Dude. And you was... want him to go out and be productive? Yeah, listen. Above anything else, I know what it took to become an NFL player and, and play a long time and start. Um, 
And I would be like, I heard this from somebody. I'd be like, hey, man, hit the bricks. But it's like, you know, this kid has an opportunity to be one of 32 starting quarterbacks in the whole entire world next week, and he doesn't want to do it. What is that? How bad is that? This kid could be one of 32 in the whole world to be a starting quarterback next week versus Texans, and he's debating it. That is insane. That is insane to me. Basically, what what they're offering you is you want to get shot, you want to get stabbed. That's basically what they're offering him. Because you, you can't, he can't win. Yeah. It's going to hurt regardless. That's basically what you're offering this kid. Yeah. He is in a no-win situation. Unless he goes out and just plays lights out, which we know he's not going to do. Yeah. He is in a yeah. bad position. Yeah, and, I mean, there's, a, there's some teams coming up that he can play well against, which yeah. I thought Atlanta would have been a team he would have fared well against. The Texans, I think, he'll fare well against um, if he plays. But you got to remember, this kid's confidence is shot. Remember I told you that about catching balls and all that stuff? A lot of that plays into your moxie and who you are when you step on that field. Your confidence is key. You have sure. to believe that you can do it or it won't get done because those other guys on the other side of the ball are getting paid, just like you're getting paid. They pick up a check every week too. So they're not just going to give it to you. You're going to have to go out and take it. He doesn't have to go take it in him anymore. So why even risk that with him right now? If he's second guess, even going back out there, don't send him out there. Yeah. Don't send, he's going to end up throwing, throwing your, probably your best wide receiver in the traffic or something, getting him blown up or something like that crazy. So don't do it to your, your guys and don't do it to him. Yeah. We, um, like I said, it was cool because – the fans always say, oh, yeah, I watch UNLC. And even some of our teammates watch us. Um, you know, social media is great because you can keep up with your friends and stuff like that. But, you know, there's little quotes from Lavernius that go up there to me. Most of Lavernius, you know, and it could say, would he rather be shot or stabbed? And you think he's trying to be funny. He's not. Like, you, you might see a little piece. You don't hear the whole explanation. So don't, don't be – it's clickbait. But – Wait, he's not trying to be, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not funny anyway. Laverne, this is, um, this is, this is truth. <clears throat> analogy, analogy, just that you can't get mad at him. Cause if you sit there, like I said, and, and don't just see the quote and you listen to the explanation, we speak from experience. LC speaks from experience. Um, I'm going to get into kind of what we did to bounce back, you know, bringing in guys when Par- and Parcells coming in there. Uh, but like I said, him speaking about the far thing, he is dead on with this. You are dead on with this. I, I don't know how uh, how people can complain because um, what we're seeing is the truth, and it, you don't have to be a genius or no football to realize what's happening there. So uh, the producer was asking me about how, what, what we did to change the dynamic, change the team, and I took brief notes, blast through it. 1995, 3-13, 96- one of 15, worst year of my life. All right. 97, what we do? We bring in Bill Parcells. This is the coaching staff he brings in. Offensive coordinator Charlie Weiss ended up being a head coach. Belichick's the defensive coordinator. Mo Carthon, who was a head coach, the running back coach. D-line coach is Romeo Cornell, head, oh, head coach. Linebacker coach is Al Groh, who coaches. Offensive assistant was Todd Haley, head coach of the teams. <laughs> Defense assistant got coffee for Belichick, Eric Mangini. So these are the, this is guy changed the concept. Um, bringing the guys, bringing the top, bringing the vets. They brought in remember Corwin Brown, special teams even bringing Jumbo, Pepper Johnson, 
William Roberts, you didn't grow up around here. These are the giants. These are the guys that people respect and fear and just winners. They talked, everybody was listening. That was how, uh, and they expected the best out of the young guys, the veterans. I think that's part of it and not just bringing in one veteran quarterback that ended up, you got to surround the whole team with these tough guys up front uh, and change the mentality. Uh, you got guys already like Mosley and, and Quinn and those guys. You need some of that on offense, and it all starts with the offense line, just like you said. And, and remember I said it's the culture again. Those guys you mentioned, they came yeah. in, changed the culture in the locker room. There's an expectation with those guys that walk in there and respect. The big word is respect. You respected those guys because they yeah. had done it, and you knew when you stepped on the field with them, they had your back, and you had theirs. Yeah. End of discussion. That is what they need. Hopefully they can get there, and there's not a draft pick away. They have to have that on the other side of the ball uh, and get Garrett Wilson some help and Brees yeah. Hall because them guys are, are, are great players and they have a great future ahead of them. Yeah. So, and it's not just you try one year. You saw Mangini like Mangini was before Rex Ryan, right? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah they I got think Rex started off so successful from what Mangini built because yep. Rex yep. kind of took that over. But real quick, so we go to 98. After doing that, 12-4, fifth-best offense, second-best defense. But look, then you bring in Vinny, Curtis, Keith Byers, Mawai, Brian Cox, one of my favorite teammates ever. Um, Otis, Otis, my man, Dave Meggett, Draft Fabini. I mean, like you say, it, it, but they're not, like, massive, like, bomb. I mean, Curtis was and then Vinny, but, like, these are guys that are winners, guys who've been there, guys who, like, can control this and that. And, uh... They have guys like that, um, and I just think at this point, I think we agree. Um, I think we do have the right team, you know, in management and, and in the front office. I, be, I believe that based on um, borrowing from Zach and stuff like that, just draft picks and bringing guys like Gibson in and Quincy Williams off the street and Jermaine Johnson. Jeez, man. We saw him in training camp. That dude, that kid's come on strong. So uh, but we're all, all we're talking about is defense. They need somebody that can get, this, get the same thing out of the offensive side of the ball. You yeah. have to have somebody that can get everybody to play above their potential when they're there. When I walked in, you grabbed me and guided me and said, this is how we do things. This is what we do. You got me to play above and beyond my potential. When they bought me in, when I got that phone call and I was drafted, uh, Mr. Parcell said to me, we're not bringing you in here to replace Keyshawn, so get that out your mind. You're here to play special teams. You will not play wide receiver. My mindset was I was going to play receiver, and I worked my behind off because I watched guys like you work your behind off. I had respect for you. They have to have guys in that locker room that can get guys to elevate their play and be better week in and week out and love competing it doesn't look like the offense like to compete it just said i watched a guy run by an offensive lineman yesterday and he watched and he started watching the game like me instead of chasing after the guy that he just let free in the backfield that is not the football that we love and play if i make a mistake you best believe i'm going to try to make figure out a way to try to get it done one way or the other i'm even get a holding call or something but i'm going to protect my guy Right, right, it might right. not come all right, but I'm going to protect my guy. Right. 
that is not what I'm watching on the film. You have to get leaders in there, and then maybe the coaching staff got to pull it out of them. I don't know who it is, but it's not showing up on film, and I'm sure they're watching that today and saying, you guys are, are not giving us anything because the defense was stellar until they turned the ball over. Yeah. They didn't get enough rest, and they went right. As soon as they got back on the field, yeah. that's when everything changed. And the commentator said it. These guys don't have enough time to recover, and you keep them out there long enough, eventually something's going to happen positive right. for the other offense. Breakdown or something. Yeah. Listen, when we, we see uh, next um, April's draft, it, it, it needs to be all offense, all all. Offensive tackles, offensive line. They, they, they draft, they draft a linebacker in the first round. <laughs> uh, man, so <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but like I said, the, when you came in and someone asked, like a, a younger receiver the next year or that year, be like, "Well, why are you doing that?" I don't know. Well, Wayne said to <laughs> <laughs> ask me why you. I don't know. Vinny said to it's just like this is. Vet after vet after leadership after experience after everything. They have football experience. They have life experience. They have, you know, great teammates. Great, I mean, these are the guys you hear about and you're like, these are great human beings, great leaders, great teammates, no assholes, no big egos. You can't have that. Um, you got guys came over from uh, Super Bowl teams. You know what I mean? Curtis could have been one way. Vinny could have been one way. These guys from the Giants and Patriots, they're not. They came in, they bought in. So, um, you know, I'll leave you with that, man. You know, we, we both agree things need I'll, to be done. I'll be up there this week. I'll be at the game. If I see any of you fans, you have any questions for me, please ask. I will respond and answer. I, I love I love the debate. That's, that's just me. Um, I look forward to us beating the Texans. I think we have a real legitimate shot. Um, and I think we're going to have fun. I get to see my brother. You coming to the game, buddy? <laughs> Wear your flak jacket, just like just in case. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe some exact truth or reserve. Uh, yeah, I, I will be. I will be seeing you there. Like I said, I missed you. We were, had some great stories. Uh, wish you could have been there, but I will be there. Uh, can't wait to see you. Love you. Love you too. Um, and, uh, good show.